Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's going on, Commanders Nation? It is Anthony Armstrong here on Believe in Commanders with my man Brian Murphy. It's Monday, October the 10th. Uh, just coming off of a loss, tough loss. Uh, but Brian, how are you doing? Uh, I'm all right. I mean, this is our fourth straight uh, loss podcast, so I'm ready to turn that around. Quick quick chance to do it on Thursday, but um, all things considered, I'm all right. Definitely a quick turnaround. And, um, you know, one thing, like I said, we were chatting before. I was like, man, I was like, as as a former player, I'm noticing the fans take the losses a lot worse and, and much differently than the players do. Yeah, well, I mean, I said it the other day. Fans stand for fanatics. So, I mean, people live, breathe, die by this team. And, yeah, I think fans are frustrated. Uh, I think we'll get into all of that. You know what I'm frustrated by is that my picks are still really bad. And I don't don't even need to tally them up because I know that I didn't do well. I watched the games. I watched them all. But, anyway, if you want to get your your picks in, we'll do our pick um, and preview podcast tomorrow. Got a quick turnaround with the Thursday night game. But don't forget to go to betonline.ag. They're the best place to go. And remember that football is back, and we are into week five now. Football is back, and BetOnline remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long it's always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like mlb playoffs the nba is coming back soon obviously nfl mma tennis boxing and even golf i think they've got esports on there you can bet on everything there so head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100 welcome bonus with your first deposit make sure you use promo code believe b-l-e-a-v to receive your rewards and bet online. That's where the game starts. That is where the game starts. Um, I, and oh, it pains me to say, I was like, I wish, I hope that you took my my Cowboys to cover pick um, because that definitely happened. Um, but if you went with the whole parlay and you went with all of Armstrong's picks and Washington would have let you down. So yeah. let's just let's just get that out the way now, right? Eat the frog. Get the big nasty thing out of the way. The commanders take a tough loss. Um, went right down to the wire uh, against the Titans. Uh, what were your just first flash thoughts of the game? If you had to give it a couple of sentences, what would you say? Well, I thought that the defense played well. I think that there were a couple of big plays, but uh, other than that, I thought they played really well. They got after Ryan Tannehill. I think they had five sacks, and um, I think they were kind of making him a little flustered all game long. Derrick Henry was Derrick Henry, um, and then it was nice to see Deami Brown step up, and um, all of that uh, kind of fell, uh, took a back seat to Brian Robinson being out there. I think that he, uh, it was incredible to see him out there. The, the commanders didn't run the ball a whole lot, but he led you in rushing with 22 yards, and he could have had negative five yards, and I still would have thought it was incredible. So to see him out there was amazing. Um, the last guy out of the tunnel, pretty awesome seeing the shots and videos of that. So um, uh, there were some positives, but at the end of the day, you drop to one and four. There's not a whole lot to be uh, too happy about. Yeah, definitely not the direction you want to be going, especially the way this NFC East is trending. Yeah, I mean, 
every other team in the division gets a W. Washington adds to that L column. Um, you know, all the things you pointed out were all very real. Um, defense did play pretty well. It was good to hear that the defensive line was getting after the quarterback and it sounded like they kind of got into my recipe book a little bit, hit a couple yeah. big plays to De'Ami Brown. I was loving that he was making an impact um, in the passing game. Uh, Scott Turner moved back up to the booth. And I, I when they when De'Ami had that first touchdown, I had to think, I was thinking that it had to be something that he was able to see uh, up in the booth. And, and uh, just briefly comparing the two, you know, locations I have, in the booth, it's it's calm. It's going to always be the same, you know, temperature. And, you know, sure people unless get heated. Unless you're Ken Dorsey. Unless you're, unless, Ken, Dorsey. <laughs> unless you're Ken Dorsey. Lord have mercy. He was struggling trying to break that tablet. Um, <laughs> but on the flip side, on the sideline, you're you're impacted by the emotions. And sure. I, I, I think that both being in both spots, he had to go back to what was comfortable. I'm sure he saw something and it was able to, you know, capitalize on that by, by calling that deep play. Um, but uh, Robinson being back was loved, loved to see that, loved to hear that. Um, but going back to Scott Turner, I'm upset with the amount of times that the, the, the that the running game was utilized, mm-hmm. um, you know, just to see the numbers. I'm like, you can't, you can't go out there and just try to make this a passing game just because their secondary gives up some passing yards. Right. So it takes away from the balance. You need to have some balance in your offense. Um, so, uh, but the, but the, the biggest takeaway for me is just, if it seemed as if it was just yet another way to find another way to lose. And this time it, it comes down to some of the, some of the decisions with the clock and, yeah. and timeouts and, you know, in game moments, like those decisions, I, I feel cost this team the game. I agree. And on that last drive, uh, there was kind of an emotional challenge by Ron Rivera. Cam Sims made an excellent diving effort. Ball just moved around a tiny bit. And you could see on the replay that it was obviously not a catch. I mean, I think everybody knew that. And um, so that was frustrating that he even spent the the challenge there, knowing that you're going to lose a timeout on your final drive. Of course, it comes down, you know, fast forward, it comes down to you got four plays in about a 15 second span. You'd like to be able to use the entire field, but you obviously can't not being able to stop the clock. So that was frustrating. It felt like an emotional, like, what were you thinking there kind of challenge. And then earlier, I think in the drive as well, um, he used the time. It was kind of like, okay, either get up to the ball and go or use a timeout. You don't, you don't kind of get up there, think about it and then use the timeout. Those seconds are, are, are precious. Uh, it just felt like Ron Rivera made some questionable calls all day. It felt like another game in which the coaching staff kind of got outmaneuvered a little bit. And, um, you know, we're, we're sitting here talking totally different if, if Carson Wentz is able to find the end zone on that last play. But when you're at yeah. one and four, everything's up for question. Yeah, absolutely. And then, I mean, I've, I've given, you know, uh, a lot of leeway and say, Hey, injuries, injuries, injuries. I mean, eventually we got to get past that. I mean, you know, everybody's well, hurt at some point, but uh, I know one big injury that, that really I, I feel affected the, the team uh, Jahan was being out. And yeah. since he's been such a huge, huge uh, impact player in the red zone, I feel like, he would have probably been the guy that they, they would have been looking for on that final play. Um, but hey, yeah. you know, and, those things happen. And Logan Thomas, who's one of your few big body guys, was not out there. He was a late scratch before the game. So yeah. injuries certainly are a part. But yeah, I can't get behind that as an excuse anymore. When when we started the day with the London game, the, the Giants are out there without their top 
three receivers. Yeah. Uh, Shepard was already done for the season. Galladay and Tony didn't even make the trip. And somehow Daniel Jones is able to get the ball uh, to a couple of different guys and, and get a big win against the Packers. So injuries are going to affect every team. So I, I can't, you know, I, I agree with you. You can't call that a reason anymore. You got to step yeah. it up and you got to play with the guys that you have available. It's the truth. I mean, you you can circle uh, a few teams, especially in the in this division, where you can say, "Man, the coaching is is really something that's helped elevate this team." And um, you know, it's, it's. I mean, hey, I saw somebody tweeted that last year or however many years ago it was when Jay Gruden was one and four. That's when they had let him go. And um, yeah. you know, I, I I personally I think Ron is good for the organization. I think he's good for the players. Uh, I think he he has the right character and, and has the right values that you that you want, especially amid everything that the organization has just went through over yeah. the past, you know, three years, right? So right. I mean, name change, uh the whole new rebrand. And then also, you know, the the uh, workplace environment situations and all of that. I mean, to be real, he's he's handled that situation admirably. Mm-hmm. You got you got to give credit. Um, unfortunately, the results that have to come with that position need to be on the field. So yep. um, so maybe he's the guy that needs to steer the ship, you know, on on uh, to, to keep it steady on that side. And, and you know, you yeah. brought it up. You texted me. You talked about it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I was trying not to speak out of frustration, but I think that like yesterday for me was not the final straw i mean the fan of me wants to think that they can reel off 12 straight wins and finish 13 and 4 right i think that's what everybody is hoping for but the reality is you're you're already out of the division race you know you're you're losing to teams that you could probably beat with with a lot of tough teams still remaining um and it just seems like the game is is kind of passing Ron Rivera by a little bit. It looks like just kind of, you know, they haven't adjusted well. It's when other teams kind of zig um, and then find a way to zag. We're, we're still zigging and trying to keep zigging, hoping that it'll it'll work out. And it, it made me wonder, would he be best suited by moving to a front office role? You don't have to fire him. You don't have to do anything, but kind of you can almost turn it into a promotion. It, it's similar to kind of what the Celtics just did. They moved uh, what's his name, Brad Stevens, up to the front office, yeah. um, and then brought in a new coach. Can you do that potentially? Can you allow Ron Rivera to still be a huge part of this organization? Continue to change the culture. Continue to have an impact on uh, decisions that are made by not just the football team, but by the entire organization. And at the same time, get a young mind in there that could potentially turn this thing around. I don't know that it helps you with this season, but I certainly think that that could and should be the move moving forward. And it stinks to say that because Ron Rivera is an incredible guy. It's just when you've already you're starting from behind. I mean, his within a four months of him starting the job, they decide they're going to change the name. Um, and then he, he has to deal with cancer. I mean, the guy has just been put up with everything. I just don't know that he he's still got it when it comes to coaching the X's and O's on a week to week basis. It's sad, but it might yeah. be the truth. Yeah, and then that's I mean that is a lot. That's a lot for one man to have to you know undertake. And and you know people say, well, that comes with the position, <laughs> baby. Look, there's no other team in the NFL no. that has had to go through what Coach Ron Rivera has gone through. So you have to give the man respect for that, right? Um, and I I've thought about these things, just how how you see coaches rotating the type of coaches that come through. Um, when you look at 
as a couple points, but I think of Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells is known as a hard-nosed coach. He's a disciplinarian. You're going to do things his way or you're going to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that type of coach is brought in whenever the team is young and the team needs direction and there's no leadership on the team and it's just kind of just a wild, raucous show. They need somebody to to, to rally the troops and get everybody in line. Yep. That's when you bring that coach in. And Ron Rivera may not have been the uh, on the Bill Parcells level of, you know, uh, you know, cut people at the smallest instance if they do something out of line. But he was the guy to lead the troops. He was the guy to build up the character. He was the guy to help go through that transition. Um, but then once you get leaders on the team that can handle that and that can carry that torch, Chase Young, Terry McLaurin, when you have those guys, John Allen. Yep. Then you don't you no longer need that coach to kind of hover over and monitor and make sure things are still going on that way. Yeah. You can you can bring in somebody that's young, uh, that's gonna have a, you know a new philosophy that that interacts well with the players. I mean, if you go and look around, look at look in Miami, you know, aside from you know the the injuries and the medical side of things, bringing mm-hmm. in Mike McDaniel, you know, fresh play caller, he's got an energy to him. Um resonates well with the players. I mean, you can yeah. say what you say. He's turned, helped turn uh, Tua Tagovailoa around, you know, performance-wise you know, before the injury. So, uh, I mean, that could be the type of shift. Leave Ron in, in the building. I do think you need to keep him in the building. You owe him that much. Uh, yeah. He's done a lot for the organization in his short time. Uh, more for the organization uh, that doesn't find its way onto the field. Uh, so, absolutely keep him around. Yeah, and the, and the one one of the positives that was talked about with Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio was that they were former players. Well, at this point, they're former players years and years ago. The game has changed, and they just have not completely adapted to to what you're looking for. I think it, it wouldn't hurt to have a young um, uh, young influence, a young uh, spice to things. I mean, we see all these guys. You mentioned McDaniel, McVeigh. Shanahan, LaFleur, all these young offensive minds. I think that that's the way that you need to go. I think you need to find the next. I think you need to really uh, use the rest of this year to find the next offensive mind, the next offensive guru that's going to take you to the next level because I really believe that the talent is there, but I think that they're being mismanaged, and I think that, uh, you know, it could be as simple, I say as simple, but as simple as getting a new voice in there, a couple of new voices to lead both offense and defense. And you got to catch up with the times because you're, you're kind of getting left in the dust. And that's not just like a, a metaphor. You're literally being left in the dust. You have one of the worst records in the NFL and you got to do something to change it. All, all truth. I mean, there's nothing that is uh, false with what you said with what you said I mean you look at some of the names I mean you know Kellen Moore he's down there in Dallas he's probably just going to be in succession uh, follow that same he's not leaving Dallas right you know, he's right. not leaving he's Dallas got a good spot there yeah yeah Jerry kind of has a way of doing things with he's not leaving Dallas he's going to be there he's going to be the next head coach um, Nick Sirianni in Philly young head coach Brian Dable he's he's not the youngest but he's he's definitely you know, uh, you can tell he's been great with, the, with what he's done on offense. He yeah. does a great job of getting the most out of his players. So, uh, I, I think I think you got to treat it like a lot of these other teams have treated it. You go look at the most successful coaches out there and grab one of their guys, grab their one of their assistants, grab one yeah. of their uh, coordinators, and, and make something happen. Yeah. I, I I've seen some discussion about D'Amico Ryan's, and I think he's a fantastic coach. My only my only fear is that you bring in a defensive mind 
who's probably going to bring in a, a young offensive coordinator. And then what he's going to get poached in a couple of years. I mean, you can't, you can't be afraid like that, but I'm just nervous. If you don't get an offensive guy, your, your coordinator that you bring in for the offense could later on be poached again. Like we've seen so many times in Washington. Is that, yeah. is that a fair fear? Or is that just kind of my negativity kind of well, seeping in? Well, see, it, it's, it's negativity, but generally good coaches don't get poached from bad organizations or, you know, uh, from bad teams. Like they don't generally say, Oh, this team is always at the, at the worst team in the league, but their offensive coordinator, I really think he can lead my team. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if you bring in D'Amico Ryan's, he brings in a young mind and, and somebody feels the need to go and get them. It means they've been able to improve something or, or have some success in Washington. So I think it, it comes with the territory. You have to decide who do you want to lead your team and just know that, that that's going to come with it. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, you think about it. That was, let's see, actually, sidebar, this is my anniversary, my first touchdown catch. Thank you very nice. much. 10-10 in 2010. I mean, that staff 10, had 10-10 10, 10. 10, 10 and 10 had, to, had Kyle Shanahan, uh, Sean McVay. Uh, I don't think uh, McDaniel got there yet, but had LaFleur. So three of the four, three of the four guys that are coaching now uh, were on that staff. Uh, and it took them a little while to finally get to, that, to some sure. head coaching positions, but um, it's out there, you know, I, I, it's time for a new voice. And I think you have to have a, a reasonable timeline to yeah. a reasonable timeline to success. I, I think that people get caught up on this. Oh, we got to do it in three years. We got to do it next year. I've, I, I've been beating the drum of saying this team was never one player away. Yeah. It was never just, Hey, if we get a quarterback, then we're going to go to here. No, it's never been. The team has not been in that position for a while. It really has. Now you can say there are some positions that, okay, D-line, set. Wide receiver, probably pretty set. You know, you can ride quarterback for a while. Running back, still some – some. Uh, you need, need to see some more tape, but you got to think you have a pretty strong yeah. – uh, going to have a pretty solid running back room for a while. The big two, big two positions to pay attention to now, secondary and linebacker. Yeah. Secondary and linebacker. Yep, and and yesterday it looked like William Jackson. Uh, I think I saw that maybe he said he had a back injury, but um, I thought I was listening on the broadcast that the commander said there were no injuries. For whatever reason, William Jackson did not play a whole lot yesterday. And, um, you know, it is what it is. He, ha I don't think he's been playing very well. I don't think anybody in the secondary has been playing super well, but um, they take him out of there. They have an okay day. They give up a big couple of big plays that led to the the Titans touchdowns. But yeah, you gotta you got some holes out there, and and there are certainly some some things that you need to take a look at. Uh, you know, this season uh, for the for the remainder of the season, but also moving forward, I think you you're gonna have to revamp some of that secondary and that linebacking core, no doubt. Yeah, you gotta find you gotta find a, a difference maker, and I mean if. If you're going to understand and say, okay, well, maybe, you know, all the top tier free agents aren't looking to go to Washington, fine. Then improve the scouting department and then scout better. Yep. Scout better. Like, yeah. we got to get good somewhere. Get yeah. good somewhere. I keep going back to the Giants. I mean, do you think that people really wanted to go there? Probably not, but they're finding a way to do it. They're four and one. Whether or not it's legit, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, um, you know, yeah, there are no more excuses. Uh, you, you're, you're dealt the hand that you. You have. I mean, this is what you've got. You got to make the most of it. Everybody wishes they had another player or two or could bring another guy back from injury, but that's just the way it is. Um, and it's frustrating. You know, the defense, uh, 
has not forced any turnovers. Their only turnover was the Derek Force interception to seal the Jacksonville win, and that is atrocious. They have one turnover. They're negative seven in the turnover department, uh, you know, differential. Uh, they got to figure something out, and if it's coaching, if it's, if it's you know, bringing uh, – moving guys around. I don't know what it is, but you got to do something because even the worst quarterbacks, if you, if you let them hold on to the ball, they'll, they'll pick you apart. So a lot of changes need to be happening pretty soon. Yeah, that, that's, t- I did not know that stat. That is a, that's an upsetting statistic Yeah, um, for a defense to see. You don't want that at all. But So w- a quick turnaround. They play the bears on Thursday. You'd like to think that they can beat the bears, but uh, you know, we'll get to our picks uh, tomorrow, but I think the Bears open as like a one point favorite already. So they're the no Vegas is not showing you any love. Nobody is showing you any love. So it's it's up to you guys to go and and, and turn it around. You got a quick turnaround. Um, let me let me ask you this: uh, not just about Thursdays in general, but how good or bad does it feel knowing you've got a short week after a tough loss? Short the short week the short weeks are tough on your body, um, regardless win or loss. Um, the, the good thing about having the short week after the loss is that you can immediately turn the page. Yeah. You don't have to sit there and watch it on the news and then see it on, you know, you don't have to let that stuff drag out for three, four days and people still asking you questions about last week. And you're like, bro, I'm on day two of install for Chicago now. Right. right? Um, so having that quick turn, it's the best, I mean, We've said we've 24 hour rules always in effect, but this yeah. one here, you definitely get to rent it out, spit it out real quick, blah, be done with it. And let's just move forward um, and just f- and focus on, you know, getting a win. Yeah. Know, just, just getting back on the right track. I mean, at this point, it, it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the field. You got to play better ball all, all the way around. So yeah. short weeks, short weeks are tough on the body, but it, it is good to just quickly get back to it. All right, so let's take a look around the league. Been talking a lot about the Giants and got me thinking about a, a little segment here. I called it real or no deal. So I'm I'm going to ask you, AAA, and I'll answer as well. Do we think this team is real or no deal? So let's start with those Giants. They are 4-1. Uh, pretty impressive what Brian Dayball is doing. I, I tweeted out yesterday it would be – I would like this team so much if they weren't the Giants. If they were any other team other than the NFC East, I would love to root for this team. I think Saquon Barkley is a beast. Um, Daniel Jones is playing okay enough, like the coach. But the Giants, four and one. Do you think they're the real? They're real or no deal? Um, they are. I think after this win, they are really showing they are the real deal. All right. When you go overseas, beat Aaron Rodgers. Um, Plus, you're going without two weeks in a row. You've been decimated by injuries. Yep. One at receiver, you know, guys don't even make the trip. And then the previous week, your quarterbacks go out in the middle of the game, and then you just say, "Hey, we're gonna just hike it to 26, and then let him run it, like, and then still have success." Psh, those guys are good. I mean, it's 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 that coaching staff getting the most out of those players. Saquon's back, like you said. Um, and he he's 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 unleashed something in Daniel Jones. And I know earlier in the year, I gotta I gotta point out, Coach JB had uh, given out his his quarterback rankings. This was like way back yeah, in yeah. like March or something. And he had Daniel Jones at like five, like was it like two or five? He was like top five. Yeah. And everybody was like, "What are you talking about?" Um, 
I don't agree with it still. No. I, he ain't top five, but he's definitely playing a lot better than anybody anticipated. So, yeah, um, yeah if you had to rank it in the division, um, he'd definitely be not last. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. Yeah. And, and Cooper Rush is probably third. So, yeah. hey. Well, I'm going to be a bit of a hater. I'm going to say no deal. And part of it is is not their fault. I think that they're in a tough division. I think the Cowboys and Eagles are two of the best teams in the league, and they just so happen to be in the same division. Um, the Giants have the Ravens coming up. Um, then they have two road games, albeit against the Jaguars and Seahawks, and then the Texans and Lions. I mean, they could still have a pretty solid record, but I, th- I just think when it gets into division play, they're going to get knocked around a little bit. We already saw them lose to Dallas. I just think that they're they're in too tough of a situation. And it, it kind of, for me, goes back to Daniel Jones. I just don't – I'm not really ever impressed with him. I think he's doing a good job of taking what is there and letting Saquon do the heavy lifting. Um, but I think eventually some of those good teams will figure that out and, and as much as they can take Saquon away. And I think that Daniel Jones just doesn't have it to – to win you meaningful games. So I think it's a good start, um, but I, I don't think at the end of the, the day that they're going to be a playoff team. I think they're going to be right on the cusp, albeit way better than I expected uh, it to be in year one for Brian Dayball. Um, all right, so let's let's stick with the NFC, the team that the Giants beat yesterday in London, the Green Bay Packers. They are 3-2 and two on the season. Um, thought they were going to run away with that one yesterday. Aaron Rodgers just never seems to be able to put a team away. But what are you thinking? Are they real or no deal, the cheeseheads? That that one's a coin toss. It's one week I was – I mean, one week you're like, yeah, that, this is it. They're going to blow them out. Yep. And, then they, and then they struggle. Um, I'm going to say no deal. I'm going to say no deal. You have a, almost the opposite situation as, as Daniel Jones. There's a quarterback who's more than capable of winning some games in tight situations. He just doesn't have the supporting cast anymore mm-hmm. that he could just easily rely on Devontae Adams to get open at, at any moment and, and make a big play to him. I mean, he's still learning these young receivers. Sure, there's Randall Cobb there, but uh, this is something not right. I think it's the receivers aren't really you know helping out and – um, they're probably forcing some things. They got some good running backs they could turn and hand the ball off to, but I don't think that's what he wants to do. Yeah, I'm going to say no deal as well. I, I think that there's still something off. It seems like there are too many um, missed throws that typically Devontae Adams, whether he was it was the same being on the same timing as Aaron Rodgers or whether it was just he's an incredible receiver, but um, Dubs and um, uh, Lazard just don't have it quite yet. Uh, Watson hasn't kind of filled in yet. I just no offense to Randall Cobb, but when he is your leading receiver, something th- something's going on there. So I think that the the timing is a little bit off. I think the NFC North right now is the Vikings to win. They continue to win football games. They're four and one. Um, the Packers uh, have the the Bills coming up after they face the Jets and Commanders. So uh, yeah, I just think that I don't think it's a knock on Aaron Rodgers. I just don't think the timing is there. And you mentioned those running backs. Aaron Rodgers isn't the kind of quarterback that wants to rely on his running backs. He's going to go down slinging, which we saw yesterday. Um, yeah, I'm going to say no deal on the Packers. And I think even if they sneak into the playoffs, that that they're going to be one and done. Just because I don't think I think they're they're missing Devontae Adams more than they thought they ever would. Man, I feel like Devontae's probably missing Wisconsin I as agree. well. Yeah. 
I mean, the, the weather's nice in Vegas, but golly. Yeah, the Raiders finally got that win, but uh, we'll see what happens tonight on Monday Night Football. But it doesn't look like it's going to get – I just don't see the Raiders doing a whole lot either if we're talking real or no deal. But let's stay in the AFC West there as we kind of transition a little bit over two more teams uh, for this. In the AFC West, the L.A. Chargers, I can't figure them out. I thought the Browns were going to beat them yesterday. They hold on for a two-point victory. They're 3-2, and two, obviously in a tough division with the Chiefs. I would say the Broncos, but the Broncos don't look very good. Raiders don't look very good, so it could be a two-horse race in the AFC West. I'm going to say that they are the real deal, though. I think that Justin Herbert is still one of the best quarterbacks. Um, I think he he gets the job done. I think he's done a really good job without Keenan Allen, who is by far his best weapon. They finally started to lean on Austin Eckler, who is just a monster, both receiving and running the ball. Mike Williams could be a number one receiver on a bunch of different teams. Um, I think that they could potentially challenge the Chiefs down the line. Um, you know, they lost a close one a couple weeks ago on, on Thursday night football. So yeah, I'm going to go with the, ch- uh, chargers as being uh, a real team to, to worry about in the NFL. I know I, I like the chargers. I like, I like what they do. I like their social media team. They are yeah. very creative with, yeah. with what they post. Um, big fan of all the players that you listed. I, I just, there's something about it that I just don't, I don't, I feel like I can't believe it. Okay. Um, so I'm going to say that's a no deal. I'm going to say it's a no deal, but I think they're very close. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what piece of the puzzle that they're missing, um, but I think they're very close. It's almost like they're they're almost like Buffalo, uh, like 2.0, but like like the second version. But you got to get Justin Herbert to make that switch. Once he starts yeah. making that switch a little bit, that team can go as high as they want to. I mean. Very talented across the board, um, but I'm going to say no deal. All right. Uh, and the final one I had, I, I had to take a double take, but the New York Jets are three and two. They uh, let Miami hang around a little bit with Skyler uh, Thompson, I think, at quarterback, filling in for Teddy Bridgewater. So the three and two New York Jets, they're in a tough division. I don't know that Buffalo is going to get caught in that division. But what do we think about Robert Salah and those Jets? I think he's doing a hell of a job with that team. Um, three and two is a great position to be. Um, you know, Miami's got their issues going on right now. Um, so that that flame kind of quickly fizzled. Yeah. Um, They're three and two as well. And I don't know about quarterback health or when Tua would be back. But yeah, they're not. Think- they can't rush anything. They yeah. can't. They can't. I mean, and they shouldn't. The whole world's watching too. Yes, so. right. Like if like they can't, they just cannot take the chance. Um, so uh, I don't see Miami really doing too much else uh, throughout the rest of the year. Um, I'm going to say no deal, but it's it's a similar. You know, they're close. They're they're really close. This is this is showing starting to be a, a pretty exciting team, uh, but uh, they're not they're not ready just yet. Yeah, I still don't know what to make of, of Zach Wilson. I know it's only his second year. Um, been a little bit injury prone. I do like those two running backs, though, Michael Carter and, and Brees Hall. I think they could have a really nice one-two punch. I, I would think that they would want to kind of lean on those two guys, similar to what the Giants have been doing and in, in relying on their rushing game. Uh, but yeah, I just don't think that they're there yet. I think that they they beat up a uh, or they beat a beat up Miami team yesterday, but I think that they're they're uh, 
still going to struggle with some of those tougher AFC teams. So no yep. deal for me on them as well. But I like what they're doing. Could see them being uh, make, making some noise down the road. All right, so uh, those that's real or no deal. We'll maybe take a look at this again, maybe about halfway through the season, see if some of these teams are still legit or not. So absolutely, because I could tell, I would tell you this. I mean, just the way that the season is sitting, there's a lot where you're just like, I didn't, I didn't see that, didn't yeah. see that coming. No, um, some teams started slow, and now they're starting to kind of get their stride back. And I mean, Justin Tucker is just automatic, unbelievable. Um, well. well it, Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, even like a team like the Lions, we've seen them put up points, but they're they're sitting at one and four. They were kind of America's sweetheart from the hard knocks, yeah. and now they've hit hard times. Yeah, I've, I mean, I guess their their on field performance is better than what people expected. They're like they're they're fighting. They're in games. They just yeah. have to they just have to find a way to get some stops. Yeah. Um, they they put up points, but they give up points, and that's yep. usually a bad combination. I was way yeah. wrong on them. My bad. Yeah, no, I thought that they were going to start stringing some stuff together, but yeah, they, I mean, they've, they've hit some injuries too. They lost Swift for a few games and Amon Ra was out for a little bit, but yeah, mm -hmm. it, it is, it is crazy. It's a week to week league. Um, you look at one team, you think they're down and out and then they, they get a big win and it, it, it comes out of nowhere sometimes. You know, I saw a tweet that was uh, put up by a good friend of mine, Greg Camarillo. So shout out to catch Camarillo. On we got to get him on. You mentioned yeah. him maybe like at least in five different episodes. Yeah. yeah. He's a good guy. He's, he's, he's uh, yeah, he's a good guy. We, we were in Miami together, but either way, um, he had posted, he was like, I think there were like nine new quarterbacks that had changed teams. I think he said like none of them have a winning record. Right mm, mm. Um, and he, he was saying it's very difficult to adjust to a new offense, to a new scheme in a year. Um, and he highlighted it's a, it, it gives even more um, credibility to what Tom Brady did in his first yeah. season in Tampa. That is not easy. All right. Yeah. So, all that talk about we got to get a quarterback, like it ain't gonna happen in the first year. Like, yeah. and even and even with Matt Stafford, that was that that wasn't that was that was a quarterback away, but that was like a little bit of a different mentality and a guy that would actually throw the ball deep. Yeah, well, I, I think that you know my my wife is a Spanish teacher, and I think you can have the smartest person in the world, but still, you send someone who doesn't speak the language off to a foreign country, as smart as you can be, you're going to get by, no doubt about it, but you're not going to thrive in your first few months there. You're not going to thrive maybe in your first year there. And these guys are, as long as they've been in the league, everybody has different verbiage. Uh, and, and so it, it takes a second, and we're, we're certainly seeing that. It's not as simple as, oh, just plug and play. I don't think the NFL is built like that. It's 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 eleven on eleven for a reason. You know, you need all eleven guys pulling the same direction. It's it's the truth. I mean, it's a beautiful thing whenever you have, you know, I mean, you saw how automatic you know Aaron Rodgers would be with Devontae Adams. He doesn't yeah. have that same pizzazz right now because those guys are new. Right. He's only had a summer to work with them. Even if yeah. they go and throw routes on air and they post it on Instagram and it looks pretty and cute, stuff gets different. Whenever when, you're inside the game, you get so, hit. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. stuff changes. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it all, it all takes some time. I mean, you look, okay, here's, 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 here's a comparison. Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs. Mm. Those two are symbiotic. Yep. Those two are on the same page. All right. Yeah. Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins are getting to that point. Yeah. All right. He had a great year and now he's elevating himself. So, yeah. 
And it's the same way you put a, another stud receiver with them. They'll, they'll take a second and it'll, it'll take a, a, a minute for them to get on the same page and, and get going. So yeah, that'll be interesting to see. And you kind of wonder if some of these teams who are kind of hitting some hiccups, if maybe later on in the year, they do start to put it together. But right now there are definitely some uh, roller coaster weeks. It's up and down with some of these teams. So, Hey, commanders go get a win on Thursday, start stacking some wins together. And then maybe we'll see where you're at at the middle of the season. Once Carson Wentz has had a, a solid seven or eight games under his belt, but uh, we'll be back tomorrow to break down the bears and the commanders. Like we said, Thursday night football. So we're coming at you Monday and Tuesday. Uh, we'll do our picks um, as always brought to you by bet online. They help to bring the show every time. So we appreciate those guys. Remember to use our code believe B L E A V at betonline.ag. And you can always hear us on tune in as well. So a bunch of different ways to see us, watch us, all that good stuff. Yes, indeed. Y'all. So have a good one. Keep your head up. It's going to be all good folks. That's y'all right. be easy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.